welcome to Science to the T. I'm your host, Sky Smith, and today we will be discussing some interesting new research on fasting diets. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to apologize for my lack of episode production. As with many of you out there, this pandemic has taken a large toll on me. Being a scientist and one that wants to share cool new research with the world, it has been really hard for me to work through all of the misinformation surrounding this pandemic and the blatant disregard for science in general. The past couple of years have been a lot on all of us, and it has definitely tested my love for science. I've asked myself, why do I bother sharing science with the world when the world doesn't care? Do I pack up and quit? I'll work on my next episode tomorrow, or the day after, or the day after. But today, I come to all of you still listening out there and I say thank you. You're the reason why all science communicators keep pushing forward. So thank you for listening to my silly little podcast, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. With that, I'm sipping on some plain old-fashioned Earl Grey this morning. There's always something about going back to some of the first teas you ever had and revisiting those flavors. It sparks joy. <laughs> so grab your favorite mug and let's dig into today's paper on fasting. This paper was published in the peer-reviewed journal Nature Metabolism by Amrendra Mishra, Hamid Mirdai, Novella Guidi, and their colleagues from UCLA, the NIH, and a couple of labs in Italy. According to the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey of 2020, about 42% of adults in the U.S. were obese in 2017 and 2018, and this number is up from 39.8% in 2016 and 17, and the 15% for the period of 1976 through 1980. Wow. It is thought that a high-calorie diet combined with a sedentary lifestyle is the major cause of this obesity. And sadly, obesity is a major risk factor associated with the development of metabolic syndrome and cardiovascular disease. Along with this, a handful of human studies have found a correlation between a diet high in fat and obesity. Even a high-fat diet combined with a more or less standard level of carbohydrates and proteins was enough to promote obesity. That being said, we already know that proper diet and exercise can help us return to a healthier state. One kind of diet in particular that has gained a lot of traction in recent years and has shown some promising results in the treatment of obesity, metabolic syndrome, and cardiovascular disease is fasting. But more specifically, fast-mimicking diets. So what is a fast-mimicking diet? Basically, you eat a lot less. Your caloric intake is seriously limited over a period of a few days, and then you go back to normal. At least, that's the idea. This group previously found by testing a fast-mimicking diet in mice that contained high levels of dietary fat but low levels of protein and carbs provided similar benefits to chronic calorie restriction without the risk of malnutrition. By placing mice on a fast-mimicking diet for four days, twice a month, they saw results comparable to when the mice were placed on a continuous calorie restriction, but they didn't have the side effects like muscle or bone density loss. These findings were also backed up in other studies where periodic fast-mimicking diet cycles lasting roughly two to five days resulted in a range of health benefits, including increased longevity, a decrease in delay in cancer incidence, reduced autoimmunity and multiple sclerosis symptoms, reversal of type 1 and type 2 diabetes pathology, 
intestinal regeneration, and the reversal of inflammatory bowel disease pathology. Some of these studies even tested these effects in humans and found similar results. So if we already know that these fast-mimicking diets could work, and they help combat obesity, why bother with the study we're going over today? Well, this group actually took things one step further and asked whether a fast-mimicking diet for five days once a month instead of four days twice a month could more or less fix a high-fat diet for the rest of the month. This group wanted to know if fast-mimicking diet cycles could reverse the effect of a high-fat and high-calorie diet on survival, body weight, and cardiac aging and metabolism. They also explored the effects of this diet on the cellular and molecular level by examining fat and heart tissue. Okay, let's get going. The researchers here wanted to test the effects of a fast-mimicking diet in mice with diet-induced obesity. This means the obese mice were fed a really high-fat food with about 60% of the calories coming from fat, whereas control mice only had about 10% of their calories coming from fat. All of these mice were allowed to eat however much, whenever they wanted to. The obese mice were also split into two groups, one that would be put on the fast-mimicking diet and one that would be kept on its normal feeding schedule with a high-fat food. For five days each month, the obese mice in the fasting group would be put through a fast. For the fast, the mice were given about 50% of the normal calorie intake on day one and then 10% on days two through five. They would then be allowed to eat normally again. When the researchers looked at the overall survival rate of the mice after 18 cycles, the obese mice obviously did not live as long as the control mice, but interestingly enough, the mice on the fast-mimicking diet lived almost as long as the controls. Along with this, the mice on the fast-mimicking diet kept a lower body weight than the other obese mice across the study. Now, they definitely gained weight during their normal eating days and lost it during the fast, but overall, they stayed a similar weight to the control mice that were eating way less fat. When the researchers looked at both the visceral fat, which is the fat stored deep inside of the belly, wrapped around the organs, and the subcutaneous fat, which is the fat visible just under the skin, both of these remained significantly lower in fasting mice compared to the obese ones. They also weren't much different from the control mice. Kind of cool, right? What's even cooler than being cool is that even though the fasting mice were able to lose fat, they didn't experience any changes in lean mass. I think this is really awesome because oftentimes the loss of fat also results in the loss of lean mass. So this could suggest that the fasting mice were able to keep their muscles healthy and stay active. Next, the researchers measured a bunch of health-related biomarkers in the blood of the mice. These included cholesterol, ketones, leptin, ghrelin, and glucose. Here I find it interesting that the researchers chose to measure these levels 11 days after the fast. I guess it was to make sure that any differences were due to a longer-term effect of the fast. I'm not completely sure. So cholesterol levels stayed similar in the control mice and the fasting mice, but were elevated in the obese mice, which we would expect. Ketone levels were only elevated in the fasting mice, showing that they had sustained fat breakdown from their fasting. Now, leptin and ghrelin play an important role in the control of food intake and the feeling of fullness. Higher ghrelin levels make you hungry. I always think 
ghrelin, your stomach is growling, whereas leptin tells you that you're full. When the researchers measured the levels of these in the mice, they found that the obese mice had way higher levels of leptin than the control or the fasting mice. The fasting and the control mice also had similar levels of leptin, which kind of makes sense. The obese mice on the high-fat diet were being told by their bodies that they were full, while the control and fasting mice were kind of just chilling. There were also no significant changes to ghrelin levels. This part is kind of cool because I expected the mice who were fasting to have much higher levels of this I'm hungry hormone than anyone else, but they didn't. They seemed to be regulating pretty well. After this, the researchers took a look at glucose and the effects of glucose in a few ways. Here, they tested the amount of glucose present in the blood, and they also performed a glucose tolerance test and an insulin tolerance test. In all of these, the obese mice had a way worse performance with higher glucose and insulin levels, whereas the fasting mice had a better performance, similar to control mice with lower glucose and insulin levels. But what does all of that mean? This means that fasting prevented the typical hypercholesterolemia, hyperglycemia, and hyperleptinemia caused by the super high fat diet. And it also promoted fat breakdown. Basically, even though these mice were fed super fatty food, the fasting diet they went on for five days in the month kept them relatively healthy. Next, the researchers asked if this fast-mimicking diet had effects on the heart and heart cells in the mice. And they did this because we already know that the heart can be seriously affected in obesity and in cardiovascular diseases. When we lose elasticity or stretchiness of our arteries, it is considered a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease and is a sign of cardiac aging. Not so great. Along with this, myocardial hypertrophy, or the thickening of the heart, has also been linked to increased hypertension and heart failure in humans. And even a decrease in capillary density, which is the amount of tiny little capillaries that are really important in blood and nutrient flow in your body, is associated with older individuals who suffer from heart disease, and it can also lead to heart failure. When the researchers compared the hearts of the control, the obese high-fat diet mice, and the fast-mimicking diet mice, they saw that the fasting mice had more capillaries, so more blood and nutrients, a thinner aorta, meaning better stretchiness, and smaller heart cells, so no thickening of the heart, compared to the obese mice. All of these measurements were also very close to the controls. Now, I do want to make a small note here. While they did quantify things really well, they didn't exactly talk about the organization of the heart cells and structures that they showed. I see the control tissue as very organized and linear, while the obese heart tissue is very disorganized and squiggly in a way. What I don't see in the fasting mice is a structure that looks like the control. It's kind of an in-between. It looks more like the obese heart at first glance. I wish they would have talked about that a little bit. And finally, the researchers wanted to know if there were any changes in the expression patterns of genes that may be involved in cardiac and metabolic health and longevity. To do this, they performed ribonucleic acid sequencing, or RNA sequencing, on the heart and organ fat tissue of 21-month-old mice. But what is RNA sequencing other than a really cool science term? 
To perform RNA sequencing, you first take the tissue that you want to look at, like the heart or organ fat in this study. You then chop it up until you have individual cells. Once you have the individual cells, you then pop them open and collect their RNA and sequence them, which is kind of like reading them. From here, you can put the pieces of the puzzle together to say what genes were turned on and what genes were turned off, more or less. RNA sequencing is a super cool method, but I like to take it with a grain of salt. It's really easy to get lost in the tunnel of, oh my gosh, this gene was slightly turned on or turned off. What could this all mean? So while it's really cool, I don't want to put a ton of pressure on these results. When the researchers looked at the RNA sequencing data from the heart tissue and the organ fat, they found changes in the expression of many genes, over 400 to be exact, that were involved in processes like mitochondrial production, cholesterol breakdown, and metabolism in general. This showed that the fast-mimicking diet was changing these mice for the better on a molecular level. So what do you think? This is pretty fascinating, right? Even with a high-fat and high-calorie diet, a five-day fast once a month made these mice healthier and live longer than they would have without it. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to point out a few things so we don't all rush into not eating for days at a time after binging for a month. While I think this study is super cool and has some exciting findings, there are some spots that I think they could have done better. For example, this entire study only used female mice. The scientific community as a whole knows that hormone differences in male versus female animals, and humans for that matter, can make a huge difference. This is why there has been a really big push to always compare these sexes when performing studies like this. And since female mice are actually less susceptible to diet-induced obesity, they had to feed these mice with a 60% fat diet instead of a 45% that is usually used in males. This alone could have some effects. I wish they would have tested both here. Along with this, these females were old. Like, really old. Some of them were almost two years old. That's like 80 plus in human years. And I think it's great to look at the effects of diet at any age, but whoa. Maybe they could have broken it down into some younger and some older groups. That might be asking a little too much right now, but it felt like a bit of a stretch to me. Plus, even mice go through menopause-like stage where they become less fertile. So what about the effects there? Now, I don't mean to minimalize this study by bringing up these points, but rather put it into perspective. It is really cool to learn about the possibilities from a fast-mimicking diet, but no study is perfect and we are learning more every day. So with that, Thank you for listening to episode 21 of Science to the T. Stay nerdy. Yay! Thank you for listening to Science to the T. You can submit topic requests to science to the T at gmail.com or through direct message on Instagram at science to the T. Please rate or comment to help make this the best learning experience possible. Tune in for another terrific episode. <laughs>